Welcome to The Charge Down with CB&D, where we take an hour out of your day to speak about the greatest game of all, Rugby League. Man, another week. How you doing, CB? Another week, mate. Feeling good. Yeah, feeling good. Some pretty insane matches on the weekend, right? Oh, mate. So much to talk about again. I love <laughs> so it. So much to talk about. I mean, that's the reason for the podcast, really. Um, we wouldn't have started it if we didn't have any talking topics. There is never a dull moment in rugby league. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And <laughs> I guess in the most recent times, there just seems to be more to talk about than there used to be. Mate, this, this weekend that's just been has brought us some pearlers. <laughs> I don't know. We've got, we're taking an hour out of the day to talk rugby league. I feel like we could take a week to talk yeah, about this on, stuff. Honestly, you could. It's, um, it's, it's just... There's just so much happening. Obviously, we got the Joey Leilua facing four weeks on the sideline for his for his clothesline. Um, <laughs> Seabold seems to be safe, which mm-hmm. is surprising. Um, Adam Fenua Blake cops a couple of weeks ban for his post-match spray on the ref, and there's some more stuff coming out about that. We've got mm-hmm. Blake Green gets told to move on. Um, he wasn't very happy with that. Uh, the loans, they're... Very difficult to deal with at the moment. Um, mm. Now that we've, we're finding, we're finally seeing the, uh, I guess what happens throughout that loan time and what happens at the end of it. There's a lot to do with it. Uh, Soliola breaks his face, and Moylan <laughs> does his hammy again. I think he's, I think that's the fifth or sixth clear- time in a couple of weeks. Did you, mention, did you mention old Ivan? Oh, bloody Ivan! And Ivan and Ivan. So, and anyway. Ivan. All right, let's work our way through them. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I guess the injuries we could probably speak about during the games. Yep. Um, but I hear you have some some interesting interesting thoughts on the loan process. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a hot topic at the minute with um, with Harry Grant at your Tigers. Yeah, um, getting a lot of accolades right now and a lot of recognition for his work. Um, rightly so, he's he's been killing it. He's amazing. Um, I think he's, what, third in the Daily M's at this point? Yeah, um, I think he was second coming into the weekend and then yeah. um, just got taken over. Yeah, so he's obviously a hot topic at the minute just with the Tigers. You know, there's a lot of talk about can the Tigers keep him, convince him to stay? Yeah. Storm, hey, Storm, are you going to take him back? What's going with Kem Smith? Like, it's getting, all, it's getting all antsy around the place around it. And I guess my point with the loan thing is I'm not a fan now after seeing this. I think yeah. that it's created something to talk about, but what I don't like is just as a fan, um, you get invested in players and, and I feel like, you know, for, for you as an example, getting invested in Harry Grant at the Tigers, knowing that he could just leave and be back at the storm before you know it. And you guys have been building around him and then it just throws that all out. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird situation. It hurts. It hurts for sure. It's like you're getting all this out of a player just for the season though. Like it's, we're building our attack around him, like Mm. solely around him because he's phenomenal at what he does. And he leads the, he leads the boys around the park and uh, he knows when to run. He knows how to play the ball, like when, when to, when to kick. He knows how to play the ball. That's basic, but yeah. (laughs) But like, (laughs) he, no, even still, I don't think he's made an error playing the ball, has he? No, he's well. That's the thing. He's he's efficient as well. He he doesn't make mistakes. He's safe as safe as the house. He's passing out of dummy half. His delivery to his guys is phenomenal. Yeah, he's got. He, he can get us to the finals, but then next year it's like, oh, we have to rebuild that spot again. Like we got to change up all of our attacking, and yeah, it's, it's hard. Such a critical spot in the team too. Like to you know to build around and then have it all cave in. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just feel, I feel a bit funny about it. I, I'd like to hear what other people think. Um, I, I guess there is another point to that though. Another side to that is that it's probably no different to having a player now who then is already signed for next year somewhere else. And you're seeing them throughout the year, knowing they're leaving. Yeah. But, but I think the loan thing just really puts it front and center because you, before he even comes to your club, you know that he's not staying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a. I don't like it. I actually, I actually think that it's um detrimental for the fans to be. It is. Honest. It is. I think um, things would be a little bit different if we did have that backup um, backup hooker potentially coming into play a game every now and then. But when 
um, when Grant gets a rest or if he needs a rest, um, like if it was Billy Walters or Jacob Little was back up and running, he could come in and like we could still see if those same sorts of sort of plays work with them rather than like no one can replace Harry Grant, but you can do a, you can do a good job trying. Yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting one. I think it's going. It's only going to grow, and um, I think people are either going to love it or hate it. And as the season goes on, we're definitely going to hear more about it in the media. Yeah, we definitely are. Definitely are. I mean, like at the start of the year, I was happy with the trade, but I knew that it was it wasn't going to be pleasant because we were going to be building an attack around around him. And if it was a different position, like a wing or a, even a back rower or something. You can kind of replace, not not like they're replaceable, but like it's not a key position. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but it's what we're dealing with. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yes. What about uh, Joey Leilua, mate? Brain uh, explosion. Speaking yeah, of the Tigers. Yeah, he uh, he has he's renowned for it. Um, he carries a lot of passion into his games and. Yeah. Um, has a lot of brain snaps and makes some very bad, um, very Idiot. bad. Yeah, honestly. Idiot. Yeah, like in the dying minutes as well. Like, what is he? It was looking for the square up, hey? Yeah. For his brother, copped one earlier, but he's the one that, the one that Luciano copped earlier on. It wasn't was, hard. Nah, nah. Oh, no, it was hard. Don't get me wrong. He copped it, but he was falling in the tackle. Yeah. Coruscant threw the arm through to try and tackle him. But, you know, I don't know that there was a lot in that. It was an accidental, um, you know, situation. And, and Appy, obviously, um, will probably face some time on the on the sidelines. I haven't actually looked at that to see if he is or he isn't. Maybe yeah. Um, but, but anyway, for, for Joey to have a big carry on like he did. I mean, even when Appy was trying to go over and apologize, he was pushing him away. And yeah. It almost started something there. Yeah. Like, you just, you just knew it was going to end badly. Yeah. It was, um, a, bit, it was a bit silly from, from mine, but um, I yeah. feel, I actually just, I feel bad for, um, what's his name? The Panthers that, that wore the brunt of it. <laughs> he wasn't even a uh, part of anything. Dylan, Dylan Edwards. Yeah. yeah he just cops a four straight forearm to the head and he wasn't even in, involved so nah. that was a bit harsh yeah he was just uh he was angry and i guess the good thing about it is i i was listening to this earlier and when he has served his four weeks or five weeks or whatever it's at the moment it's four but i'm pretty sure i remember reading somewhere it was going to be six i don't know what it's going to be yeah it should have um, been six to be honest yeah um but when that is over and done with there was like people talking, is he going to just walk straight in and be that center role again? Um, left, uh, sorry, right center. And I, I don't believe that he will. I think he's going to stay in the reserves for a little bit or maybe off the interchange as a, um, as time goes. But uh, we, we know with Madge, he doesn't, anyone, anyone can be dropped. He's not going to yeah. bring you in just because of the loyalty of the position or anything. I think, I honestly don't think four weeks was enough, if I'm being honest. I, the reason I say that is if I just look at, as an example, um, Tavita Pangai, round two, yep. um, had that hit on, um, uh, on the North Queensland guy and, and, you know, it was a tough hit and he deserved to be penalised. I thought that the suspension was a bit harsh, but he caught four weeks for that. Yeah. Now, Joey Leilua has just... This guy wasn't even in the play. He didn't have the football. wasn't involved in the slide. He was standing there to get ready to, to go into dummy half or, or whatnot. Yeah. And Joey's just giving him a swing and arm straight across the face. Yeah, that, to me is, that to me is a million times worse than what someone like Tavita did in that situation. He caught four weeks. So yeah. I think he got off bloody easy, to be completely honest. I think no, they, he should, did. they should have made a fucking example of him. Mm. And they should have been like, you want to do that stupid shit, mate? Spend the next eight weeks, 10 weeks on the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was stupid. That was how, really do, stupid. do you remember how many weeks Hudson Young got for his, for his eye gouge? No, I can't remember actually, but it was a fair bit, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was like 10 or so. Might've been 10 or 12 weeks. Um, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, Leilua should have copped it like six to eight weeks uh, would have been suffice, but I don't know. Like, as 
as I was saying, even though it only says four weeks on the on the paper, um, mm. I don't believe he'll get into a starting side. He was for at least Young. Hudson Young was banned for eight weeks. Eight weeks. Okay. So so you know, I gouge is eight weeks. What Joey did was at least six then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So definitely. Anyway. I mean, and he might spend two weeks not playing as well after that. We'll see. We'll see. Um other than the injuries, how about we hop into the hop into round ten, uh, round eight, and round eight, yeah, yeah. Let's speak about the games. Well, Thursday night, obviously, yeah. bell ringer that everyone's been talking about the storm uh, narrowly getting past the Roosters in extra time. Yep, Whew. two field goals. Kieran Rabs. Paps. Rabs ran out of superlatives on this one. This was <laughs> this was phenomenal game. One yep. of one of the best you'll see. Um, oh, mate. Two teams, neither of which that I support, and I watched that game in awe. Yeah. They brought the best out in each other. They were both down a couple of troops. Um, quality game. Lots of errors, but it didn't feel like there was lots of errors. Yeah. I mean, um, and Smith stepping in to cover the number seven jersey. Until the end when he needed to pull something out, he, he pushed... Brandon out of the <laughs> out of the dummy half spot and started yeah. get doing it himself. But uh, man, that was a nail biter. Hey, it was it was, a, it was an amazing game. The only my only grief with it is the ending. Like really? Yeah. I mean, I wanted the Roosters to win, but that doesn't cloud my judgment. It was the fact that it ended with a a Jake friend um, penalty and right in front of the goals. Like yeah, and I'd be. I'd be in all in agreement, except it was totally justified. Oh no! The, yeah, the penalty was justified for like, sure. Like it might not. What I guess what I, I would say is it probably doesn't give it the the uh, I don't know hallmark ending that it deserves. But, yeah. But it was certainly I don't just I don't begrudge the ending of how it happened because mate, friendy hundred percent. That's a penalty every day of the week. It so is. It is. You can't argue with that. I don't think. But um. Probably not the hallmark ending you, you, nah. you're looking for. Like a field goal or a try would have been the, the cherry on top. Um, yeah. But now it was just a bit of sprinkles on top. That's all it was. But just go through that for a minute. The Roosters get out to a lead yeah, right, by, by 10. Now within the space, I think it was like seven minutes left, the Storm pull it back and go up by two. Yep. And then with 45 seconds left, uh, sorry, Sorry, right at the end, they kicked a goal. Yeah, Kiri gets a field up. goal. No, 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 before that, the penalty. They get oh, the right, penalty sorry. Yeah. Tie it up. Then with 45 seconds left, Kiri kicks a, a field goal. Yeah. In front. Then with six seconds left, so they they kick off. Daniel Tupo, who had a horror of a closeout to that game, dropped He, he went off as well. He has, a, has a, caught an injury from it as well. Oh, true. Yeah. So, so he drops it. Storm pick it up, take a couple of tackles with six seconds left. Pappenhausen slots it to tie it up to send it in extra time. Like who saw that coming? Has Paps normally kicking goals or no? But I did see last night they were talking to him and he said that he'd been practicing flat out a lot. And even before that game, he's been practicing kicking them from all directions. What the heck? Been working on his kicking game. I think that that's smart because he's kicking in play that I've seen has looked really awkward. Yeah. And um, so, he, yeah, I didn't expect that. I didn't think anyone did. It was the... Nah, it's a bit like that game last year when it was the Roosters versus the Storm and they thought Kronk was going to take a field goal, but they ended up passing it to Mitchell and he slotted it from like 60 metres out or something. Yeah, something stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, tough tough luck for the Roosters, but what a game. Mm. Man. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, the Storm, credit to them, mate. They got it done in the end. They did. They did. Um, they're still not as they're not the ultimate team as they used to be. Um, they just I don't know. The storm. Yeah, they've just got errors have come into their game quite a bit. Um, there's not that aura around them that they used to be. Although that I can think, change in the next few weeks. Anyway, if I they think, go. Oh look, I think that they're a beatable team these days. Yeah. But they are third on the ladder, mate. So, yeah. you know, you might not think that they've been, you know, displaying dominance as such, but they keep winning and yeah. they're in third. So, 
hard to argue with the results. It's true. They've lost. Have they lost two games this year or three? Two. The Storm. Yeah, they've lost two. Um, they've lost two. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're six and two. So. Um, yeah, the only teams ahead of them, like the Penny Panthers, are, are six wins, a draw, and a loss. And then the Eels, obviously, seven and a loss. But um, outside yeah. of that, yeah, the Storm third. So Crazy times, crazy times. Anyway, that um, was Thursday, Friday's yeah. game. We've got Friday. We have the Raiders managed to finally get a bit of a win, um, get a bit of form and beat the, the Dragons 22-16. But it wasn't... By any means, um, a comfortable win, a comfortable win at all. Yeah, it probably should have been. I mean, mm. from memory, the Raiders were up um, pretty comfortably after like after about sixty minutes, I think. Yeah, three, quarter, three quarters of the game, they looked like they'd had it in the bag, and then um, the Dragons got a couple of couple of late tries, which made it really interesting, especially yeah. late, very very late. That last try from um, Low Max and Dufty. Yeah, Dufty, I think, scored with only a couple of minutes to go and got him right back in there with a last-minute shot, but um, Raiders held on. They did. They did. Um, yeah, it was it was an all right game. Not as good as I would have liked it to be. Uh, the Raiders have a lot of room for improvement still, and their injuries keep getting worse in their mm. front row. Obviously, um, Corey Horsburgh is out for a, up to six weeks, seven weeks potentially for the rest of the season. We don't know yet. Um, Soliola broke his face in that game as well. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the x-rays, but yeah. there was there were some images floating around on Twitter and it is just like the full-on break goes like literally through the middle of his face. It's, it's crazy, eh? Yeah, poor guy. I can tell you from experience that taking hits in the face like that, it hurts a lot. I broke my cheekbone and broke my eye socket in many places and in a hit like that, so yeah, it's not it's not a nice feeling. Um, can I just point out though that the Dragons scoring that try late cost me money. Oh, that's rough. So they're on my shit list this week. No Christmas card <laughs> for the Dragons. <laughs> like I literally had the Raiders um, in this same game multi. I think I had this is this is how ridiculous this is sometimes. So I had Kotrick to score. Yeah, anytime try score a Kotrick. Bailey Simonson, anytime try scorer. They both score the first two tries of the game, one and two, bang. And then I had the Raiders to, I think it was to lead at half time uh, by five and a half plus. And then I had the Raiders to win the game by ten and a half plus. Oh, that last try would have hurt. So that last try is literally what cost me. I was like, you. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. Dragons don't expect a Christmas card. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the second game on Friday, though, the Eels and King Gutho smashed the Cowboys. Training 40, session. 42 to 4. Yeah, this was a training session for the Parrot Eels. They flex their muscle. Um, they're legit. We know it. We've been saying it. And uh, the Cowboys were never, never a chance in that game. Yeah. And Sevo got four tries for the first time in his career. And he probably could have gone for five if they didn't they take were, that loss. <laughs> He was filthy, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was. They could have gone for one more try, but... I, uh, I mean, they did the smart move and they weren't going to risk any injuries. So, yeah, I can respect it. I can respect it. Just check <laughs> check out these stats, though. Give Gut- the fans what they want, though. Go for the try. <laughs> yeah, I guess. The, the fans were there. And they were chanting his name, too. Yeah. Um, how's this for stats, right? Gutho got three try oh, assists. I sense a golden D coming on here. <laughs> three try assists, three line breaks. Oh, sorry, three line break assists, one line break, seven tackle breaks, 247 meters gained, three kicks to fuse, and seven goals. He literally had zero errors, zero demerits in that entire game. And for that reason, he gets his second golden D in a row. What? It's honestly, he. Did he just, I think he saw to the wait, top wait, wait. of the... Wait, did, did Gutho just go... Did he just back. take... He just go back to back with a double D? With a double D. That's double it. Double ender. Double du- ender D. Double ended D. Wow. He, honestly, he... First time for everything. I hope. <laughs> Careful. Don't hurt yeah. yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can take it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, with... Oh, I just... I can't speak more well to him well of him he's just 
he's been killing it. He's such a hard worker. And now that Mitchell Moses is injured, um, Dylan Brown is taking control, which is great to see. Jai Field or Jay Field, I think they're calling him. Jai well, yeah, he used to be Jai Field. Now everyone's calling him Jay Field. So I don't okay. know what the right thing is. Um, he had a pretty great game as well. But yeah. honestly, King Gutho, he just, he just took control. He just knew exactly what to do. And to get through a whole game with the way that he played, I just, he was in everything. Yeah, he does yeah. it all. That's he does. Sure. He deserved the golden day. He's come a long way in a, in a few short years. He's really turned into one of the premier players in the comp. Yeah, I think I think the best thing for para fans is that um, you're not going to lose him at Origin time because there's a there's a bloke just up the road that's uh, always going to be ahead of him unless you you have some kind of an injury situation. But yeah, good news for para because I think that probably you know for the most part their entire teams going to be the same situation. They've got <laughs> they've got guys that deserve to be in the rep teams, but just due to some of the names that are around the traps in other areas, it's probably going to keep them out of the jersey. And yeah. that's good for para. I mean, yeah. not this year because the game's at the end of the season, so it doesn't matter. But moving forward, certainly an interesting point. Yeah. And um, I was trying to not give him the second golden D. I was looking around. I was checking stats. I was wait, wait, you were the trying, You were trying not to give Gutho the D. Yeah, I was trying. He he was just too good. His but he calm. Just, but he, he just. But he earned it. He, he earned did. it. He yeah. did. Yeah. He he deserved it. Um, okay. Yeah. Honestly, phenomenal job, Gutho. Phenomenal job. Oh, Saturday though, first game on Saturday. Yeah. The Sharks get the third win in a row by beating the Titans ten uh, forty to ten. Yep. Um, the Sharks were. The Sharks were um, like under a bit of threat early in the first half. It yeah. was like, I think it was a pretty close game. With it. But then they just, they stomped them in that second half. Absolutely hmm. stomped them. Corey Thompson, he got moved to the wing right for that game. He's back at fullback this week as a spoiler alert. Um, but he got moved to the wing in that game and he was playing like a fullback anyway. He but was... Why? why did he get moved? Uh, because I guess they wanted... Um, the bloke who's injured this week to come. I can't remember his name. Hold on a second. Um, who was at the back? Philip Sammy. No, no. Um, oh, why is he not on the list as an out? There it is. Tyrone Roberts. He's in the reserves. Oh, right. Yeah, they had Tyrone Roberts starting at fullback, which. I mean, why would you sign Corey Thompson and play him on? Like, he's a good wing. He's a great fullback, though. He mm. was. Um, he would have had two tries in that game, except one was disallowed due to a knock-on um, in, the, in a previous wouldn't play. It, wouldn't have mattered. No. The Sharks were on fire. My shout-out for this week has to go to Sean Johnson. Yeah. He was another person who I was trying to justify yeah. giving the D to, but just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, he, he's actually just looked better and better as this year goes on. Hey, and I think he started to to find some comfort at the Sharks. He looks dangerous now and showing, showing some, some signs of the, uh, the old Sean Johnson that we, we all yeah. fell in love with when he first burst on the scene because he's bloody talented. He's, um, he's in definitely some of his best form that he's ever been in. Yeah. Um, second game on Saturday. Um, Do you want to speak about oh. it? Oh wait, no. I think it's just been it's been wiped from history. So oh, okay. <laughs> let's just let's just skip over that one. And <laughs> All right. So the third game on the no. <laughs> no, we're going to speak about it. Do you want me to lead it off? Uh, sure. Go. All right. So the Warriors managed to get a W over the down the dumps Broncos as a very emotional eighty minutes comes to an end and them getting handed a sixth straight loss, twenty six to sixteen. It was looking promising in the first 10 minutes for the Broncos. Oh, he's up. It was looking promising at like at 60, at 60th minute. We were, we were looking home and host. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the, the Bronx themselves summed it up after the game. Yeah. Where they said that teams know if they just hang in there, the Bronx will fall apart. And that's that's probably 
something that is troubling. I mean, there's a lot of things that are troubling, but that was a big, a big issue. And I, I think I said that last week or the week yeah, before. Yeah, you did. Like they just got to hang around for a bit, and then the Bronx will fall apart. And that's exactly what happened. This, the Warriors just came over the the top of them in the last twenty minutes. Mm. The post was, game. Post game. What are you? What were your thoughts on the tears? Oh, look, it's good. I mean, the guys showed some care factor and some ownership, and you, you can't fault Alex Glenn. Like Alex Glenn is an absolute class, and I've always really enjoyed him as a player and at the club. I've always been proud to support him at the club. And, and yeah. I, thought he sh- I, sh- I thought he should have been the captain when they gave it to Darius originally back in the day. Yeah. I know his form probably didn't warrant it to some degree there, but he certainly had a, um, uh, he's, he's, he's had a bit of a resurgence. Um, and I thought he's been one of our best on in the last couple of weeks. He's certainly he has. busting his gut and, and um, he showed the emotions, which is, which is all fine and well. Um, you know, we all we all um, should be probably appreciative of him showing showing that side of things. And and Brody Croft did the same. Yeah, I felt sorry for Brody Croft as I was watching him. Like uh, he really just wanted to get a win, um, mm. and he was thinking like the the last few matches that you've had up against the Titans and the Warriors, and I'm just they were they're obviously winnable games, and they. And the Bulldogs as well, I think. Or was that this week? This Bulldogs this week. is this week, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's rough for him. I feel sorry for him. Um, yeah. It, look, you can't take anything away from the Warriors. Mm. I think that they played well. and Yeah. Without um, Roger Tuivasa-Check as well. I was just, that's what I was about to say. Without RTS, um, you've got to give them credit where it's due. And, and um you know, Mamalo was big. Um, Harris Tavita was was big. A few of their guys yeah. really stepped up. They lost Cody Nicarima early in the game. Um, you know, so they had everything go against them. They had every reason to let that game slip, and and they um, they dug deep and and uh, showed the fight and got the got the win in the end. So you know, that's something that the Bronx should should have should see and and try and um, try and replicate. I think on our side yeah. is that they could have learned know, from that game. Yeah, you've got to fight to the end. So, look, a week's a long time in footy. Let's see what, what happens this week and hopefully exactly. we can do something different against the Dogs. Yeah. Um, the last game on Saturday, Panthers uh, win the Battle of the West, beating the Tigers in a very intense last five minutes. They beat us 19-12. to 12. Man, that was... I was at a friend's house while watching it on my phone um, and... It was, it was intense. Mm. Um, obviously, Joey Leilua had his brain explosions. Um, we had we lost Luciano probably about halftime, just after halftime, uh, whenever it was, and mm. there was a lot of emotion in that game. There's a lot of emotion over the weekend in general. Yeah, that was a good game. I think Panthers showed that they're. They're the real deal, and mm-hmm. the Tigers. You know, the Tigers on for for a loss. They certainly um, didn't lose any any fans and yeah. um, put in a pretty solid effort. Um, yeah, but the Panthers obviously just too good in the end, and and then um, there's a reason Ivan, they're second on the ladder. That's right, and then Ivan uh, decided to blow, <laughs> blow a couple of kisses, and 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 that's it. The yeah. media. The media took it off and ran with it, and <laughs> of course, a, as they do. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's a dick move, but at the same time, if I was in his position, I can, I can see why he did that. A fan was giving it to him, as he was like, "Look at the scoreboard! Look at the scoreboard!" and then just blew a kiss. Blew a kiss. I think the two there's two sides that I see from, and I see both sides. Obviously, you know, there's one side that says, "Ah, it's it's good. He showed some motion, and it's a bit of it's a bit of fun." You know, they they laughed it off and. It is what it is. Yeah. And then the second side's like, well, you know, why play into it? You know, could you see Bennett or Bellamy or Trent Robertson, like those, <laughs> you know, the, the coaches that are at the top of the mountain? Could you have seen any of them do that? No, no, definitely no. not. So not, you know, not whether you see it as right or wrong. Uh, there's an argument each way, and and I just think, you know, it is what it is. Move on. Yeah, definitely. Um, Sunday we had the Knights. Get a very controversial win over the Manly Sea Eagles, fourteen to twelve. Very controversial. Did you watch this game live? 
I did. Um, the thing with this game, um, I really thought that it would be a close game like this. Yeah. Like, I felt like the, these two teams were just going to go hammer and tong at each other. Um, Manly are just so courageous. You know? They really are. You expected the Knights to get the W um, leading into the game, but you just you can't write Manly off. Um, they got that siege mentality, and Des always gets them up for these games. But in, I guess in crushing style to lose like that by two points, um, the for those that didn't see it, um, they basically are claiming that they should have got a penalty right on the death. Yeah, I mean, it's been... What did you think? Did you been, think it's been announced. Yeah, it was Bradman a push. Best. Bradman Best? Yeah, Bradman Best pushed him in the back. Um, it was a penalty every day of the week. Um, they sent it upstairs and they didn't say, say, say the same thing. Um, and then yesterday, it obviously referee's got announced. Boss, referee's boss came out and said he should have been a penalty. Yeah. Um, so for the second time this year, Manly have been robbed. Um, well, this this one I they haven't been robbed from the win because it could have been it would have gone to golden point. Um, well, that's if he had kicked it. It was from the sideline too, so it's, it's not true. a guarantee. It's true. They would have had to win it t- at least two other times. Yeah, they had to kick it to tie it. They would have had to then win it in golden point. Yeah, I mean, but they were but the but the point is they were robbed of the opportunity to do so. Exactly, and that, and that sucks. Um, but I mean, that look to be honest, I know. We do it in. I've seen it. I see it in other sports too, where referees, bosses, officials, bosses, whatever, come out and make statements, and people want to see that and hear that. And I was probably one of those people. But the more I see it, the more I just don't see how it adds any value. Yeah. What value does it have having him come out after the fact and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we got that wrong." Like, yeah, okay, you might go, "Oh well, they've taken ownership. That's great," but it doesn't fucking change the results. No, exactly. And you can't dwell on the past. You just got to move forward. I just don't know what value that adds having him come out. All it does is agitate people or, or, you know, creates more talking points around that. And Mm. I don't know. Unless, unless it was, um, unless they had the power to reverse decisions post game, then that'd be different, but that's never going to happen. No, no. And yeah, I mean, the ref got, the ref, the ref got absolutely destroyed by Adam Fnall Blake afterwards. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he's, and he's, um, obviously Yeah. Um, so called him a fucking spastic or something? Or yeah, retard? Uh, retard or something like that. He, um, for one, he shouldn't have said it. Two, it wasn't the ref's fault. He sent yeah. it upstairs. Upstairs yeah. should have got that right, surely. Yeah, I mean, in the heat of the moment, he, he made a portal decision and, and blasted the ref. Yeah. Look, let's just be clear. Saying anything to the ref derogatory is not on yeah the words he used have certainly um heightened the whole thing because people have gotten upset about it yeah they took Um, offense because that's what people do these days and that you know and that's probably the point i mean we don't want to be too controversial on the show i mean i don't mind i don't mind poking the bear a little bit and living on the edge but i mean he shouldn't have done it in the public eye it's definitely not the thing to to do exactly i'm more worried about the fact that you know, young kids seeing the game and uh, hearing hearing all that and talk and all that stuff, that probably bothers me more. The word that was used, you know, for me, I don't take offence to it, but I'm certainly not the be-all and end-all of making those calls. And Yeah, of course. But, I, but, but for me, I think people are a bit precious about it, but that's just my own personal opinion. Um, he could have called him anything and someone would have had something to say about it and be upset about it. So... For me, that's not as big a deal as what it's being made out to be. But at the same time, I can understand why people are upset. Um, yeah. And, you know, he'll he'll pay the price now, unfortunately. And he's apologised. Um, and I think his apology was sounded pretty sincere from what I saw. Um, yeah. I think it should have ended after the apology, but I think it's going to go further. Um, so keep your eyes on the, on the Twitter because I'm sure mm. something will happen there. Well, at least he, at least he's owned it, and you know, yeah. From you know, as a man, that's what you got to do, mate. We make mistakes where none of us are perfect, so at least he's owned it, and he'll receive whatever he receives and move on from it, and hopefully learn and makes you a better person, mate. You live and learn. Exactly, exactly. 
Um, in the last game of the round, we had the Rabbitohs find some form and as they close out the round, beating the Doggies 26-10. to 10. Um, The game was a game. <laughs> Not a whole lot to it, really. I was bored watching this game, if I'm actually totally honest. Yeah. The Rabbitohs need to do something to find a bit more... Um, more spark. The the I thought the new rules were going to help Damian Cook out of dummy half, and sure he's had some good running, but he hasn't um, exploded like I thought he would. Um, and the he's dogs, been a little bit quiet to start this year by his standards. Yeah, he'll still lock down that number nine jersey for Origin. But do you know? I took I'd complete fun fun fact. I'd completely forgotten this, but he used to be at the Dogs. He did. He did. I'd completely forgotten about that. Yes, it was his old team. Hmm. Um, Adam Elliott went down with an injury, which is unfortunate. He's a bit yeah, of a workhorse. He's, he's been good, yeah. Big loss for the Doggies. They get a chance to put a W on the board, though, when they face the Bronx this week. Um, yeah. And for the Rabbits, um, you know, they did what they should have done. And this week, they get a bit more of a test um, going up against your boys who coming off the back of that tough loss to, to the Panthers. so Yes, indeed. Um, just before we get into the team list, I do want to ask you quickly. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned it in the pod before, but do you believe if they were to add a couple of teams, do you reckon we could bring in some sort of relegation? Like, should teams get relegated? If there's obviously more teams in the league, because 16 probably doesn't justify there being some sort of relegation. Yeah. Um, I think that we're a long way from that, to be completely honest. Yeah. I think I think that um, the, the, there's just not enough teams, not enough talent. Um, yeah. I don't know how that could work. It's probably, if you look at Eng- the England, uh, English competitions, they do it really well, obviously. Um I think we're a long way from it. Yeah. To be completely honest. If there was 32 teams, do you reckon we could do it? Well, obviously we could, but like, well, would you want to see it? Well, you could almost just do it and say that the you'd just merge the Q, the Queensland... Um, That's true. Queensland Cup and the, the New South Wales Cup. You'd just merge those two together, make it an official reserve grade. Those teams um, currently feed the NRL teams, but if they were to just be their own standalone clubs, um, you know, then they would be they would effectively be exactly what you're talking about. That's true. That's true. Interesting. I don't know. Food for thought, anyway. Yeah, um, it is an interesting one. I think that the long term view that might be something like that in play, but I think um, the talent pool is probably the biggest issue. I think that um, there's definitely a drop a drop off and. That might be a, a real challenge. You don't want to weaken the product at the end of the day. That's, you know, one of the big concerns around the expansion. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's get into the team lists. Let's fly through these ones here um, mm-hmm. and bring the people the information. So um, I'll start it off. We've got the Thursday night game. Um, we've got the Cowboys versus the Roosters at Queensland Country Bank Stadium up in Townsville there. Um, Townsville fi- uh, Cowboys finally getting home again. Uh, hopefully it'll help them out. We've got some pretty weird decisions that the coach has made. Um, the hammer comes in at fullback and Valentine Holmes is pushed out to the wing, which is interesting. Um, on the other wing, we have Kyle Felt. Uh, the centres are Connolly, uh, Lemielu, Le- Lemu, Lemu, yep. Um, and Isan Masters, <laughs> the halves are Scott Drinkwater and Jake Clifford. In the forward pack, we have um, Josh Maguire, Reese Robson, Francis Molo, uh, Shane Wright, Cohen Hess, and JT, Jason Tomalolo, with the interchange being Ben Hampton, Tom Gilbert, um, Peter Holler, and Gavin Cooper, with Tom Opacek and Justin O'Neill dropping out. Um, which is, it? I mean, hammer at fullback. I don't know what that's going to change. Well, is it? Is this more about getting hammer in the team or is it more about Val Holmes' underperformance so far this year? I mean, is he a bit underdone? Is he lacking confidence? Is mm. his ankle not good? Is he, you know, do they think having him on the wing will allow his, it keeps him in the game, but it also doesn't, ha- you know, the workload might be a little bit less. Um, that's which true. helps him coming back from injury. 
um, you know, there's a lot of different ways you could look at it. And I, don't, I haven't heard um, anything from Paul Green to, to be able to answer it. But I, w- I would say that there's probably a, quite a few different reasons that have all come together for him to make this decision. And um, uh, at least the positive is that, uh, that they got Hammer at fullback who has been pretty solid there when he has been given the chance. That's true. That's true. I'm just waiting for him though because I just got a feeling that James Tedesco is going to run circles around him. Um, the Roosters, we there's a couple of injuries to the Roosters with Boyd Cordner and Daniel Tupo out of the team. Um, but on paper, they are looking at fullback, James Tedesco. On the wings, we have Ryan Hall and Brett Morris. In the centre, we have Josh Morris and Joey Manu with the halves, Luke Keery and Kyle Flanagan. Uh, the forwards are Jared Warrior Hargraves, Jake Friend, um, Takiyaho, Angus Crichton, Mitch Orbison and Nat Butcher with Lachlan Lamb, com- Lachlan Lamb coming into the interchange um, and also having uh, Tupanua, Farmer and Lindsay Collins also in the interchange. Um very good to see Lachlan Lamb back. I'm not too sure what Trent Robinson is um, doing with Boyd Cordner. Daniel Tupo does have that injury. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess Boyd Cordner is being rested, perhaps. He's had a bit of an injury. Um, he, he doesn't look like he's performed. Like, he's performing well, but he just looks like he's always injured. Like, he's, he's battling um, he's... a lot of pressure. His body's been through a lot. <laughs> he, puts him, he, puts, he puts in 110% every second of every game. So it's not surprising that, he, that he's gone through some injury. Um, yeah. But uh, I think f- from the Roosters' perspective, um, you know, if, if he's suffering from a bit of a niggle, um, it's in their best interest to let him get some rest. And um, they've got, you know, we've talked about it before, they've got an embarrassment of riches in there in their team. So they'll probably cover that loss. I mean, Boyd's a big loss, but they'll, they'll probably cover him pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Um, who, who you got for this game? Um, I got the Roosters comfortably, mate. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel like they'll, um, they'll really want to, want to stamp themselves after the, the tight loss, the storm. They'll be a bit filthy at themselves for not closing that game out. Um, and I think that unfortunately for the Cowboys, they're going to, they're going to, um, they're going to wear it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Friday, you? what do we got? Who'd you, who'd you go? Oh, yeah, Roosters comfortably. Um, yeah. Jason, um, sorry, James Tedesco is going to run circles around the hammer. Oh, okay. Good luck, hammer. Um, Friday, 6pm at Seabus Super Stadium, Rubina. We've got a nail-biter of the dungeon kind. Um, the, Titans, <laughs> the Titans versus the Warriors. Yeah, and um, it's a battle of the the basement. Um, Not quite the basement. There's another team down there. There, there is. There's a couple <laughs> of teams down there. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, so Corey Thompson, fullback. Uh, this is Titans. Corey Thompson, fullback. Um, Anthony Don on one wing. Uh, Tremaine Spry on the other. Bryce Cartwright in the centres this week uh, with Bo Formal, um, Ash Taylor, Jamal Fogarty in the halves. Fotowaki, uh, sorry, Fotowaka in the eight jersey, Aaron Clark in the nine, Jamin uh, Jolliffe in the ten, Sam Stone, Keegan Hipgrave, Keegan, <laughs> hey, Keegan Hipfrost, Keegan Kinky Hipgrave, <laughs> um, Jai Arrow in the thirteen, Tanner Boyd off the bench, Sam Lasoni, uh, Tyron Pucci, and Jared Wallace. Uh, yes. Out. So for them, um, the Rain only obvious, the, yeah, I was just going to say, the only out there is, is Mitch Rain. So. Um, Warriors, Tuvasa Shek comes back into a fullback spot. Uh, Fusiata and Peter Hiku, uh, sorry, Fusiata and Ken Mamalo, uh, the wings. Uh, Patrick Herbert, Peter Hiku in the centres. Chanel, Harris, Tavita and Blake Green are your halves this week. Um, Jermaine Tanoa Brown is the eight. Wade Egan, nine. Adam Blair in 10. Jack Murchie in 11. Uh, Tohu Harris and Carl Lawton round out the 13. Ignatius Parsi off the bench. 
Uh, Jack Hetherington gets another run. Isaiah uh, Papalihi and Jazz Tavaga are your interchange. Mm, good to see Jazz Tavanga back. Keeping Lachlan Burr out of the team. He was big for them last year. He, yeah. He was a good pickup in fantasy last year from my memory too. Unfortunately, that was last year. and It was last year. <laughs> it's not the present. Um, he, I mean, he's been all right, but Jazz Tavanga, you'd pick him every other day of the week. Yeah. Who you got in this one? Um, I'm going the Titans. Um, honestly, though, it, it's a coin flip, but I'm going to say the Titans and Corey Thompson for a double. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. These these guys are going into it. Um, the betting market has them a dollar ninety each way. Um, yeah. Can't separate them. I think Titans will actually win and probably win pretty comfortably. To be honest, I think they're the better better team and better structure. Okay. Second um, game Friday. Second game Rabs. Friday. We have the Rabbitohs versus the West Tigers. The South versus the West. Um, looking forward to this game. I'm also looking forward to hopefully getting a W. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, the Rabbitohs are lining up with Latrell Mitchell at fullback, Dan Gagai and Alex Johnson on the wing. Campbell Graham and James Roberts in the centres with Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds, um, in, Reynolds in the halves. The forwards consist of Tavita Totola, Damien Cook, Thomas Burgess, Jaden Sewer, Ethan Lowe, and Cam Murray. Uh, the interchange being Liam Knight, Bailey Sirinan, Patrick Mago, and Harma Selle, with uh, the only out being Braden Burns due to that knee injury again. Poor guy. Um, I mean, it's. I think it was a dislocated knee because I'm pretty sure they put it back in just before he left the field. Um, I am not a man who plays a lot of sports, but I am a man who has a lot of dislocated kneecaps. Um, <laughs> it's part of my history. I um, suffered, suffered an injury when I was uh, 15, 14, um, doing some backyard wrestling and busted my kneecap, popped it out, and then went to the hospital. They didn't put it back in for like a solid four hours or something. Jesus. Um, yeah, I know, right? Even the ambulance couldn't do anything with it um Man, and it wrecked that... it because it's done the permanent damage now and um now right. whenever i make a sudden sudden move on my left knee it will dislocate and there you go i just it dislocates i knock it back in myself i limp for about 20 minutes and then i'm good walking again so i don't know what the situation is that <laughs> Ugh, that sounds horrible the, the lesson there kids no backyard jelly wrestling there was no jelly involved. Oh, I thought you said there was. <laughs> no, no, just just backyard right. wrestling. They, Mate, there's, I just, there's a reason I feel, I just, they don't try it at home. I just yeah, too much WWE. <laughs> exactly what it was. Jumping off of ladders onto trampolines. So um, the interesting the interesting fact here is the rabbits are the favourites against the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, I would have picked them as favourites as well. Um, the Tigers are great, but they're not amazing. Um, who, are you, who are you tipping? I'll just quickly go through the team list for Tigers. Oh, um, we've not done that. <laughs> no, nah, we've got Adam Dewey at fullback, uh, David Nopaluma and Tommy Talao on the wings. Michael Cheekham is slotting into that uh, vacant Joey Leilua position um, with Moses in. By in on the other centre as well. Good um, in for the Tigers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Josh Reynolds holds that number six jersey still with Benji in the reserves and Luke Brooks is at halfback. The forwards consist of Josh Aloe, Harry Grant... Oliver Clark, Luke Garner. Luciano Lelua has been named, but he'll have to get through his um, head injury protocol still. And Matt Eisenhuth in 13 jersey. The interchange being the most annoying player in the game, Elijah Taylor. Um, Thomas McKayley, oh. Sam McIntyre. And Chris Lawrence gets a run as well, which is good to see. With, um, obviously, Joey Lelua dropping out. Um... I've got the rabbits by a comfortable score. I think this. I think the West Tigers have a tendency to play teams into form, and I believe this will be the game that the, the Rabbitohs find that form and they they hop hop all over us. Okay, I'm going to go the other way. Oh, it's good to hear. <laughs> I think that I think that the Tigers can get the job done. Um, yeah, I just. I don't know. I've got a feeling. 
got a feeling. And if you look at their win loss records against each other, they're they're even money four and four. Mm. Um, and I just think that the Tigers probably um, want it more. Is yeah. probably what I'm probably what I'm thinking. Definitely do. So I'll go Tigers. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I um, I hope they win. Yeah, we know that you're you're all <laughs> over the Tigers, mate. Um, Saturdays so we got Sharkies versus the Panthers. Um, this one is um, at Jubilee in Cogra, which is <laughs> the sh- the Sharks are arch enemies bloody ground, um, which is interesting. Um, Sharks fullback Josh Dugan, um, Katoa and um, Ronaldo Mulitalo, yeah, Mulitalo on the wings. Bryson Goodwin um, still rocking his South Jersey in the <laughs> list um, with Jesse Ramian, the other centre. Sean Johnson, Chad Townsend, uh, the halves. Andrew Fafita starts at prop. Blake Braley in the hooking role. Aaron Woods, um, Britton Nakora, Wade Graham, Jack Williams round out the 13. Toby Rudolph, uh, Braden Hamlin, Ueli, um, Talakai is your 16, and Royce Hunt um, rounds out the 17 for the Sharks. Matt Moylan out, obviously, with a hamstring injury again. Yeah, yeah. At least Josh Dugan gets some time to shine at fullback. It's definitely a position that he's used to. Yeah, I think he'll be good there, and, and they, the word is that Moylan won't be, won't be off for long. Uh, Panthers have Dylan Edwards at the back, Josh Mansour and Brent Naden on the wings, uh, Dean Farre and Stephen Crichton are your centres, mm. Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary in the halves, um, James Talmo up front, Appy Corusel in the nine, uh, James Fisher-Harris, who was huge last week in the 10 jersey, uh, Viliami Kikau in the 11, Leah Martin in 12, Isaiah Yo. Uh, Yo, in 13. Tara May on the bench with Zane Tedavano, Moses Leota, and Billy Burns. Yes, indeed, indeed. Poor Brian Toto. I oh, love, sorry, yeah, I love Brian Toto is out. Yeah. Um, but Dean Fare comes into that position. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Panthers. I don't think the Sharks can go four in a row, and the Panthers are just too damn good at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, Panthers by um, a solid score. Yeah, I agree. Panthers. Cool, cool, cool. Um, all right. Let's uh, go. Broncos, <laughs> let's go. The second game on Saturday, we have the Brisbane Broncos versus the Canterbury Bulldogs um, at Suncorp, which is interesting. Are you going to go this one? Um, not at this stage. Not at this stage. All right, let's read the team list. I would probably climb Suncorp and jump off of it if the Broncos lose to the Bulldogs and I'm at the game. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So it fair might enough. be safer for me to stay home. Yeah, week. good, good, good plan, good plan. <laughs> um, they've got Tessie New at fullback with Jermaine Isako and Xavier Coates on the wings. Xavier Coates, man, he's such a good wing. Air Coates. Um, Herbie Farnsworth and Darius Boyd still remains in the centre. With um, Anthony Milford and Brody Croft in the halves, um, so there's okay. been no changes. Um, there has been zero changes actually. The uh, same team is running out. Um, Tavita Pangai Jr., Isaac Luke, Payne Haas, Alex Glenn, Corey Oates in the twelve jersey, and Pat Carrigan in the thirteen. With the interchange being Tom Dearden, the um, Banana Farmer himself, Thomas Flegler. Reese Kennedy and Ben Teo. Uh, Tony Sags should be back soon, not too much longer. Uh, the Bulldogs in the number one jersey, they've got Dallin Wateni Zalesniak, DWZ, with Nick Meany and Christian Crichton on the wings with Rima Smith and Marcelo Montoya, who had a great game um, coming back from injury. Um, in the centres with Kieran Foran and Brandon Wakeham still in the halves. Uh, the forwards are Aiden Tolman, Jeremy Marshall King, uh, Dylan Napa, Josh Jackson, Ray Fay, Luke Thompson gets the 13 jersey. Um, finally get the Englishman in there with the injury to Adam Elliott. 
Mm. Uh, the interchange is Carrot Holland, Dean Britt, Tuamanga, and Jesse Sue. Um, is is Katoni not ready? No, I believe he's still injured um, with his hamstring, but he could, I guess, pop in there. I don't know. He's in the twenty jersey, so it's possible. Mm. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know who you'd take out though, other than Boyd, Reese Kennedy. You'd move Reese Kennedy off the bench. I'll put um, Stags on the bench. Yeah, I'd probably put Stags on the bench if they wanted to ease him back in there. Otherwise, um, realistically, Darius should just stop being the team. Fucking yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you, you don't want to rush back a hamstring, so maybe they will play it safe for another week. Who knows? Give him, give him the extra week. But if he's if he's good to go, you play him because he's a bloody absolute beast and. Yep. Um, you, fight, you put him in that team regardless. He's, he should be ahead of 99% of the other blokes in the team. Yep, indeed. So um, they said that Seabold, they, they've come out and said that Seabold is his job safe despite yeah. six six straight losses. Yeah, um, it's a record right there. If we lose this week and we lose the week after that, I think that they sack him, to be completely yeah. honest. Two yeah, more I think weeks. That, yeah, I think that showing support now is fine, but I think that, if if it stretches out and it's like an eight win, sorry, eight game losing streak, it's going to be really hard for them to not act. Mm. I just um, can't understand how they are managing to not like look at the key positions and think, oh, these could be the positions. I keep I keep hearing things like you know Brody Croft. Like, are they? Is fucking Anthony Milford made of Teflon? Yes. Like, seriously, he has been shit house for two years. This year, he has just been an absolute busted. Yeah. Like, he needs to be dropped. Dearden should be in there for Milford. He should. He should. And Boyd, if next week, if Katoni Staggs is good to go next week, then Boyd, have a have a game at home, mate. Play it, play it at home, watch him on TV, and that should be him for the rest of the season, for both of them, really. Play it at RL, um 18 on um, yeah. PlayStation 4. <laughs> but anyway, I can't understand the no change thing. Um, I think that's retarded. But um, anyway, it is what it is. It is. Who you got? <laughs> Bronx are $1.65 favourites. And I think that... With because... your head, not your heart. Who you got? Who do you honestly think is going to win this? Um... Look, in our tipping comp, I'll be tipping the Broncos. Okay. Um, I am also tipping. With zero confidence. (laughs) I'm tipping the Broncos uh, for a big game. Big game. And most of the points are going to come from Croft. Okay. Um, Next game, last game, Super Saturday. Canberra Raiders versus the Melbourne Storm. Coming off a huge win over the Roosters. Um the Raiders coming off a win over the Dragons. Now, interestingly, these guys are even money favourites to win. Mm. Uh, the Raiders, uh, Nickel Klockstad at the back, Kotrick and Bailey Summonson on the wings, Jared Croker, Michael Oldfield in the centres, Jack Whiten, George Williams are your halves, um, Josh Papali, uh, Josh Hodgson, Dynamis Louie is in the 10 jersey, Hudson Young, in the 11 jersey, Elliot Whitehead in 12, Joseph Tarpany in 13. Your bench is Havili, uh, O'Donnell, Sutton, and Rapana. So the outs for the Raiders is uh, obviously Emery Gula and Solioli, you mentioned, mm. as a broken face. Um, for the Storm, Papanhausen at the back, um, Sevi comes in uh, for Vunavalu, um, Justin Olam. Paul Morovsky centers, Josh Adokar on the other wing, Riley Jacks, Jerome Hughes are the halves, Jesse Bromwich, Cameron Smith in the nine, or he's named in the nine. Will he play <laughs> at six or seven? We'll see. Christian Welsh, uh, Felice Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich, and Dal Finucane round out the 13. Brandon Smith on the bench, first man off the bench. Um, Tino is in the 15 jersey. He's been huge. Um, Tom Eisenhuth and Nelson Osaka Solomona round out your interchange. Um, interesting. I've heard Munster might come back too. 
I've heard Munster might return this week. Um, I don't think he will, but there's rumour that he could. Yeah, I don't think so. And given that this game is a home game for the Raiders, considering how they've played against the Storm recently, I think that they're a real chance. Mm. I'm going to go Raiders by eight. Raiders by eight. I'm going to go Raiders by two. Um, Yeah, I'm going to say Raiders by two. And, um, yeah, I reckon Tino... I mean, yeah, Brendan Smith will come in for nine. Cam Smith will go to six. Riley Jackson drops to the bench. They'll do something like that like they have in the past. Yeah. All right, Sunday's game... Oh, sorry. So you have Raiders, yeah? Yeah, yep. both have Raiders. All right, Sunday's game, first game at McDonald Jones Stadium. We have the Knights versus the Eels. Um, the, the 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 Knights have a couple of outs with uh, Sione Mataria and Edric Lee due to injuries, but they're lining up with Kalen Ponga. Tex Hoy makes the wing, um, and Heimel Hunt on the other wing. Bradman Best and Tuolala in the centres with uh, Kurt Mann and Mitch Pearce in the halves. Uh, David Clemmer. Uh, Andrew McCulloch, Daniel Saifidi, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Aiden Guerra, and Herman SASA in the forwards, with the interchange being Stafford Toa, uh, Jacob Saifidi, um, Pasami Sola, Solo, and Brody Jones. That's a no name interchange right there. Mm. Um, with the Eels, they've got, um, I'm pretty sure they're basically unchanged. The only differences are Ray Stone and Oregon Kafuti out, but I'll go through it anyway very quickly. We have Clint Gutherson at fullback, uh, Mike Acevo and Blake Ferguson on the wings, Michael Jennings and Wonga Blake in the centres, with Dylan Brown, Jai Field in the halves, RCG, Reed Marnie, Junior Paulo, Sean Lane, Ryan Madison, and Nathan Brown is back. Um, with And the interchange is David Gower, uh, Stefano, you. Toy Kamanu, um, <laughs> Marata Niakore, and Brad Takarangi on the interchange. Um, it's going to be Power. a crack of a game, I reckon. Um, Power win. But Power, Power, win. Power wins, yes, definitely. Um, and the last game of the round, what have we got? Dragons versus the Sea Eagles. Um, this one's at Jubilee and Quagra as well. And... Um, it's an unchanged squad for the Dragons, I believe, but uh, Dufty at the back, uh, Pereira and um, Ravalawa on the wings, Ewan Aiken and Zach Lomax in the centres, Corey Norman, Adam Clune, the halves, Blake Lowry up front with Ben Hunt in the hooking role, Paul Vaughan, the other prop, Tyson Frizzell, Tarek Sims and Cameron McInnes in the 13 jersey. Um, Trent Merrin off the bench, Josh Kerr, uh, Tyrell Fuyamanu and Jackson Ford rounded out. For Manly, they got Ruben Garrick at the back, um, George Tafua and uh, Tavita Funa on the wings, Brad Parker, Moses Suli in the centres, Lachlan Croker partners, Cherry Evans in the halves. Um, Paseka is your eight up front. He's been huge for them. Mm. Um, partnering him is Martin Tapao, um, Danny Levi in the nine, Joel Thompson, Curtis Sirinan, and Jake Trebojevich rounded out. Then off the bench, you got Cade Cast, uh, Jack uh, Gazuski, um, yeah. um, Sean Kepi, and Morgan Boyle. Indeed. Indeed. How's that, though? The Dragons. Ben Hunt finally gets a number nine on his back, and Cam McInnes starting at 13. Interesting, isn't it? What a beast. So, interestingly, um, if you look at the last time these two teams met, the Dragons um, last year, sorry, last year, Manly got the chocolates in June. Mm. Um, In April, though, the Dragons got up 12-10. So they went, they they split the games one all last year. But on this year's form, I mean, it'd be pretty hard even with the injuries to go past Manly. Yeah. Well, I'm back in the Dragons for this one. I believe that the Dragons can win this. Look at you go. Yeah. I mean, Ben Hunt starting at nine, obviously in the number nine jersey. Um, Cam McInnes at 13. I think it's 
and they got Tarek Sims back. I, yeah, Jordan Pereira on the wing. I, I think it's going to be a massive game for the Dragons. I mm. think the Eel, other Manly Sea Eagles are going to be picking up their picking up their pants. What from, from <laughs> around their ankles? Okay, <laughs> okay, that's awkward. Um, <laughs> Look, the Dragons have been much improved, so I see where you're coming from. I don't know about the, the pants reference, but, um, yeah, look, I get what you mean. I just think Manly, um, especially after the way they, they took the L um, in the game on the weekend against the Knights, I think that they'll have a bee in their bonnet and they'll be too yeah. good for the Dragons. I just don't think they have enough attacking, like, attacking prius. Prius Is that the word I'm looking for? They're definitely missing some... Some key guys, that's for sure. But mm. I think they've still got enough. Des will have them ready to rock and roll. Yeah. If if I'm the Dragons, I am running at Terry Evans every second. He is basically the only playmaker in that team. This is true. This is true. Yep. Well, that rounds it out, mate. Looking forward to the weekend. Another Exactly. Exactly. Another sweeter game. It's going to be a cracker. Just before we leave it off, um, what do you reckon game of the round is going to be? Oh, that's a good question. I honestly think probably the the Storm Raiders would be a, will be a game that I'm really interested in. Um, I think for me that'll probably be the game of the round. I also think Rabbits Tigers will be better than you think. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm probably going to say Storm Raiders, followed closely by Eels Knights. Yeah, Eels Knights could be a cracker as well. But I do have to agree with you that um, as long as I mean it's at GAO, if Raiders step up, they should be able to have a massive game against the storm. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, we will get the heck out of here. Thank you everyone for tuning in once again. Um, remember to tell two friends to tell two friends, have a good weekend of footy and we'll, um, we'll catch you next week. Absolutely mate. Have a good one. Peace out y'all. <laughs>